Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Tuesday, April, uh, May, sorry, Tuesday, May 2nd. 2023. It's about 11 o'clock in the morning here on the East Coast of the United States. Phil Giraldi joins us uh, for his weekly session with us. Phil, always a pleasure, my dear friend. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Since uh, last we spoke, a number of things uh, have happened. I want to talk about um, Secretary of State Blinken uh, and his involvement with uh, former uh, acting director of the CIA, Mike Morrell using um, intelligence assets to influence the outcome of the 2020 presidential campaign. But before we get there, since uh, you and I spoke last, the Washington Post has revealed uh, that that Jack Teixeira, the person the government claims is solely responsible for the release of um, national defense uh, information about Ukraine, had in fact been releasing these documents since February of 2022, a year before we originally thought they were being released, going back to the original or to the commencement of military uh, activity uh, in Ukraine. How could these documents marked top secret containing NDI, National Defense Information, possibly have been out there in a chat room for a year before the government knew about it, unless the government didn't want to know about it. Yeah, that's that's probably the better way to phrase it. Um, it's, it's very suspicious. And um, one has to assume that at least some people in the government knew about it. And if some people in the government knew about it, then this takes on the, the flavor of some kind of uh, disinformation operation uh, run by the United States government against uh, the American people, in a, in a matter of speaking, uh, or it's uh, something even more insidious, something that is is intended to appeal to, a, shall we say, a foreign audience or an audience that uh, we haven't really thought of yet. It's a, it's a very strange development. Are you, are you uh, of the view that given the sensitive nature of this information for whom it was prepared, the Joint Chiefs of Staff, it is extremely unlikely that Teixeira could have acted on his own and that he probably is a dupe of someone significantly north of him on the totem pole? Or are you of the of the view that the government got their man? Well, I'm, I'm undecided on that. Uh, I think it could be a loner. Uh, in, in this case, that he was doing this for reasons that uh, were internally driven, shall we say. Uh, but on the other hand, it's beginning to look uh, increasingly like there is a, a much bigger plot that's playing out here. 
and uh, I would leave the door open to that. Um, and I think we, last week I mentioned that I find it very mysterious that we've heard nothing about uh, his defense. Uh, isn't that a bit odd at this point? It is. It uh, is very odd. There's no one making public statements for him. Yeah. I honestly don't know who his lawyers are. I don't know if his lawyers are intelligence qualified, meaning if they're allowed to uh, examine uh, government secrets. You know, there's a category of lawyers. I actually only know of one in Boston who's a former uh, FBI and NSA agent. Maybe there are more uh, whom the government will even deal with. I mean, you can't just go hire any lawyer you want in cases like this because the government will not share uh, a classified material with them. Um, it, it, it makes me think that he has, uh, that he's a dupe, that his lawyers may be a dupe, that the government wants to lock him up and throw away the key because the same government that's prosecuting him wants to protect whoever it was that allowed him to get that information. I don't think he knows he was a dupe. I think he thinks that he is the, uh, the revealer of this information. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. And, and, when it comes to the lawyer, the only lawyer that's been identified I see uh, that I've seen in the case is a public defender that was assigned to him uh, on the first day. So we don't know what else is going on behind the scenes. And I just find this very uncharacteristic. We know nothing about uh, what will be his defense, what is alleged to be his motive or anything like that. None of this stuff is coming out. It's, uh, it's very strange. Even even in a significant city uh, of Boston, which obviously has a federal court and a federal uh, appellate court, I never heard of a public defender being intelligence, uh, government secret qualified. It's just not something public defenders uh, do. It, it usually, the typical lawyer who meets that qualification as a person with a background in intelligence or high-end law enforcement like FBI uh, himself, rather than a public defender who goes and takes a course and takes the test and satisfies the government uh, that he's intelligence uh, qualified because it requires not the level of investigation that you had before you got your top secret security clearance, but certainly a, a more thorough investigation than whatever they investigated to share it with before they gave him uh, his security clearance. So it is, um, it is a little mystifying, but I'm mystified that this stuff was out there that long. So let me ask you a technical question, if I could. Um, if Teixeira was putting this stuff in a chat room, and there are just 20 or 30 people in that chat room, would would the government have known about that? Well, it depends to a certain extent if they had uh, in any way suspicions about the chat room or the group. And it, it seems to me that by the nature of a chat room, you're going to have uh, somebody putting material there. And if other people find it exciting, they're going to be sharing it all over the place. So I have I have a feeling that, you know, this uh, was probably... Um, at least a certain level known to the government uh, and they let it run for reasons best known that hopefully we'll someday uh, find out about. Uh, this, is a, a, this is one of the most mysterious um, cases. I've, I've followed a lot of the, you know, the, the, the intelligence cases 
that have gone on in the past, so like John Kiriakou and, uh, and, and Sterling, Jeffrey Sterling, and, and so on and so forth. As a procedure, as you were alluding to in terms of the lawyers and how this thing plays out, and they, they usually crucify you by sending you to that court in Southern Virginia that always convicts. Right. And, uh, so that's, that's the kind of game they play, but there's kind of a script, and we're not seeing that now. The, let me uh, mention to you the other group of people that have been silent on this, and that's the neocons. I haven't heard a peep out of them trying to downplay or poo-poo the documents. I mean, here you have uh, Victoria Newland, the princess of the neocons, number three in the State Department. She of the 2014 coup in Ukraine. She of the first impeachment of Donald Trump over Ukraine. She now the Undersecretary of State for Political uh, Affairs. She arguing that the Ukrainians should invade Crimea and the United States should militarily support the invasion. She suddenly, boom, silent on these documents, the essence of which is the U Ukraine air defenses have been degraded to nearly uh, zero and the United States top military command does not expect Ukraine to prevail. So where's she? Where's John Bolton? Where are the other neocons and Lindsey Graham and warmongers on this? I haven't heard a peep out of them. I'm sorry my question is so long, Phil. I haven't heard a peep out of them uh, since these documents were revealed and the government uh, identified Teixeira as the source of the revelation. Well, of course, I mean, that, that in, its, in and of itself is suspicious. There's a, there's, you have to uh, consider that these people who are, who are generally very voluble on any national security-related issues to, to maintain their, their superiority as experts on the, on the subject uh, are suddenly quiet. And the fact that they're quiet indicates that there's another game being played somewhere, you know, down below. And uh, again, are we going to find what this is or is this all going to be uh, settled by never letting this guy really tell his story and, uh, and sending him off to a maximum security prison? One of the ways the government does that, of course, is to grossly overcharge him, mm -hmm. uh, scare the daylights out of him that he's facing life in prison. Ah, but if you plead guilty to this and don't say anything and be a good boy, you'll get five years and you'll be out in three. I mean, that's a standard way right. uh, for the government to operate. And then there'll be no trial. No expert uh, is going to testify in his behalf. The kid is not going to take the witness stand and with reporters at bated breath wondering uh, what, what he's going to say. Someone who has spoken uh, lately is Christopher Cavoli. General Cavoli, as you know, is a four-star and is the commander-in-chief of American uh, military forces in Europe. He told the House Armed Services Committee the opposite of what his uh, boss, Secretary of Defense Austin, told the Senate Armed Services Committee last month. Uh, Secretary Austin said, we have a lot of faith in the Ukrainians. I'm expecting the spring uh, offensive. Everybody's waiting. Um, uh, and we're optimistic. That, of course, was defied by the documents. Uh, here's what uh, General Cavoli told the House of Representatives 
on Friday. I'd like to underline your comment about the specificity of the degradation of the Russian forces. Um, much of the Russian military has not been affected um, negatively by this conflict. Much of the Russian military has not been affected um, negatively by this conflict. Um, one of those forces is their undersea forces. Um, it's hard to talk in public, as you well know, sir, about, about undersea warfare and our efforts in that regard. But I can say that the Russians are more active than we've seen them in years. And this is, as you pointed out, despite all of the efforts that they're undertaking inside Ukraine. None of the Russian forces have been degraded by this uh, conflict. Now, that doesn't directly defy what his boss says. I guess General Cavoli's not quite ready to retire, but he's certainly a lot closer to your and my and the good people watching us now understanding Colonel McGregor, Scott Ritter, uh, Tony uh, Schaefer, Ray McGovern, uh, our wonderful uh, members of the Judging Freedom family. It's certainly closer to our understanding of things. Why is he saying this? You know, I don't know. Uh, again, this is one of the, these mysteries. Uh, these people don't become four-star generals um, by not knowing that uh, they have politicians looking over their shoulders. Uh, so this is, is kind of a mystery comment to me. When I saw it, I said, my God, is there a, a senior officer in the, in the United States military who's willing to speak the truth? Uh, we haven't had one of those in a while. Um, so it's, um, I, I would assume that this is, this coincides with a lot of the information that, as you say, people that uh, we've been talking to have been surfacing. And it demonstrates to me that they've been there right on target. And uh, uh, reasons unknown why he surfaces at this time. Uh, one wonders if he was rebuked afterwards. I guess we'll never know. I'm, I'm smiling and I can't resist this. I mean, maybe Mrs. Cavoli, his mother, just like Mrs. Geraldi, your mother, and Mrs. Napolitano, my mother, told their boys, you always tell the truth, no matter what, no matter if it hurts or not. <laughs> I'm going to guess he had a similar upbringing to yours and mine, but I'm being a little uh, uh, frivolous here. Uh, what role did um, Mike Morell play uh, in his climb to the top of the CIA uh, which culminated in a false and overt uh, series of statements made in October uh, 2020 uh, intended to induce voters to vote for Joe Biden? Well, from those who, who know Morrell, I've, I've met him. I wouldn't claim to know him. Uh, he was always kind of seen as your consummate uh, bureaucrat. Um, he, if you look at his... Uh, actual record of, of work where he served and that sort of thing. Um, he didn't go to a lot of high risk places. He spent a lot of time in Washington. Uh, when he finally was um, temporarily director of the CIA under Obama, uh, he was in favor of torturing uh, suspects. He was in favor of the, uh, um, the, the use of drones to assassinate people on the ground. Uh, even if you could not identify them or or recognize that they posed any threat. Uh, he did. He supported all these kinds of things, kind of a ruthless character and very ambitious. Now, he suddenly has resurfaced 
in that he appeared before a, a House Judiciary Committee, and he told us a story about how in October 2020, he was approached by Tony Blinken, who's now Secretary of State, but at the time was a senior member of the uh, elect Biden uh, group. And um, they came to, together to discuss a plan uh, to make the um, Hunter Biden laptop issue, which had at that point just surfaced uh, in the news, uh, look like a Russian disinformation operation so that the information that the laptop contained and the implications of it uh, would be dismissed. And that's indeed what happened. So uh, he, at the request of Tony Blinken, uh, formerly uh, chief of staff to then Senator Biden, formerly chief of staff to the uh, Senate Armed Services Committee when Biden was its chair, uh, formerly uh, senior person in the Biden campaign, as you point out, now Secretary of State, but at the request of Tony Blinken, Morell concocted a false letter uh, saying uh, all this information you're hearing about the president's son's laptop has all the earmarks of Russian disinformation. We are uh, serious, lifelong uh, intelligence professionals. We're telling you don't believe it. It was signed by 50 or 51 people none of whom was still in the CIA or none of whom was involved in American intelligence uh, at the time. Is this something that former uh, intelligence officials do, get involved in an open and notorious way using their names, credentials, and experiences to, to sway voters in a public political campaign? No, this is something that would be considered uh, um, uh, undoable. Uh, basically, the, the, the trust in the intelligence profession and in the national security apparatus is based on, on, on an assumption that even if uh, some things are secret, uh, that basically the, these people will be playing square with you. And of course, this proves that that's not the case. He managed to get 50 people besides himself, not only CIA people, there were, there were others in the national security structure, like Homeland Security, for example. Uh, Chertoff, and uh, these people all signed on to this letter, and this letter basically uh, kicked the ball down the road away from the Biden family, uh, away from uh, serious charges about Joe Biden having put pressure on the U Ukrainian government to give his son a job at $50,000 a month. Uh, you know, so this is, uh, this is serious stuff, and this was like two weeks before the election, and uh, it could have had a serious impact, but instead they made it go away. And uh, now uh, I don't know what Morell's motivation was when speaking to the, uh, the House committee uh, to come clean on this story. Uh, I'm a little bit surprised because I figured he was a little sneakier than that. But you know, that, uh, that, that was going to be my next question. I mean, uh, why, why did he spill the beans? Is it because... He thought he was going to be appointed director of the CIA by Joe Biden, perhaps in return for this uh, favor he did in the last two weeks of the campaign. It could have changed the outcome. Who the heck knows? That's that's unknowable. Um, uh, but obviously he didn't get it. I, I think he works for CNN or MSNBC. Or the last time I saw him, he did. I don't know if he's still there or exactly what he's doing, but I'm sure his dream job 
would be would have been to be the director yeah so he did you know he he be let me put it this way he betrayed his country and the constitution of the united states which which he had sworn to uphold uh and but uh, it it came down that he didn't get a job that maybe annoyed him enough where he decided to spill the beans on this and and certainly as far as i'm concerned um blinken is the guy that the fbi should be talking to right now finding out you know what exactly this was all about this was a conspiracy uh basically to uh to under to take a criminal act in this case to disrupt the erection election using a lie which was fabricated for the purpose i mean this is incredible and 51 people that were in a national security structure signed on to it senator um ron johnson of wisconsin uh claims i don't know if this was in a, a secret um committee interrogation or whether we're discussing top uh, secret matters or an open and public one that uh secretary blinken and he may not have been the secretary at the time, uh, outright denied uh, ever uh, communicating with Hunter Biden. And now, of course, Mike Morales has released uh, how he got them. I don't know. Um, boy, Morales, some operator. You you cross him and he'll, he'll chop you down. That's apparently what he's doing to uh, Tony Blinken. Uh, anyway, uh, Senator Johnson says that Blinken lied under oath by denying having uh, communicated uh, with Hunter Biden, and according to Mike Morell, there are these uh, emails there in which they, uh, in which they uh, communicated. It, it does seem to me odd that people this high-ranking, Mike Chertoff, he and I started out together as lawyers in Newark, New Jersey, 45, 46 years ago. He went on to become a federal judge and the secretary, then the secretary. Uh, of Homeland Security. Now he manufactures uh, equipment that the feds buy by from him by the truckload for all type all their uh, security needs. I believe Jack Brennan signed that letter as well, didn't he? Yep. Former director, open public, notorious, combative director of the CIA uh, in the uh, Obama years. Did these guys destroy their reputations? Well, apparently not, because uh, this is, again, the typical backstory, which is that the mainstream media has not picked up on this story. Uh, you and I are talking about it, and it's appeared in uh, uh, Ron Paul has uh, had some stuff on it, and uh, it's appeared in a number of other places. But the mainstream media is uh, has decided this is uh, not important. Uh, an attempt by national security people to to alter the outcome of a national election. I mean, this is an incredible story. I, I'm just astonished by this. And, and uh, you know, I, I, would, I would think uh, that there are probably, uh, a, there probably is a trail of documents that uh, Michael Morell has access to, which, which may be a reason why he decided to spill the beans. Uh, and of course, it's going to be an interesting kind of uh, development to see if this goes anywhere with the Justice Department. I, I can't uh, I can't put my finger on it. How, how can we um, get rid of this type of deception, if ever, from present and former uh, government uh, officials? I mean, just think what we're talking about. We're talking about the government 
waging a war in Ukraine, 5,000 miles from uh, the United States, that has not been declared by Congress. I'm lying about it. And the lies come out with secret documents being revealed. And the government just looks the other way uh, and won't talk about it. And we're talking about the intelligence community, supposedly neutral, extraordinary uh, power uh, in our system. Powers far beyond whatever Harry Truman could have imagined when he signed the National Security Act of 1947. They kill, they torture, they have their own little uh, army trying to influence the outcome of an election. These are two very, very, very significant issues in our day. The mindset that has produced these, is it forever embedded in the permanent state, the deep state, the national security state, whatever you want to call it, of America? Well, I think it's, uh, it's verging on that. Uh, I think the solution is to put some of these people in jail. And, uh, and once you do that, the lesson will be there. And I think it will discourage the others from doing the same thing. Uh, other countries do that. I mean, uh, you know, politicians in other countries that uh, do something egregiously wrong uh, do wind up getting punished. But in the United States, I think we seem to have a, an aversion to doing that kind of thing. We put the people in jail who expose the crimes being committed by politicians and by government. And uh, the, the ones who do it get away with it. Our friend Ray McGovern was at a gathering. Maybe you were there. I think it was a gathering by Zoom uh, over the weekend honoring um, uh, Daniel Ellsberg. Uh, Ellsberg, of course, as you know, the hero of the First Amendment, thanks to the Pentagon Papers cases. Uh, and the hero of exposing LBJ and his military leaders lying uh, in Vietnam. And his lesson was, don't do what I did. I waited too long. Don't wait until the bombs are dropped. If you know the government is uh, about to kill, uh, if you know the government is materially uh, misleading the American public, reveal it as soon as you know it. But yet, the only reason... He lived a life of freedom after this. It's because the FBI broke into his psychiatrist's office. If they hadn't done that, and a, and a courageous and irate federal judge hadn't thrown the case out, he would have been convicted and gone away for 10 or 15 years and probably would have been dead uh, by now. Yep. The only reason um, Bradley slash Chelsea Manning is free is because President Obama pardoned her. He was a he at the time, was sentenced to 45 years in jail. Look at what uh, Assange is going through. Look at where Snowden is. So they will destroy the heroic among us if it embarrasses them. Absolutely. And they've, uh, they've sent that message clearly. Yes. And it's unfortunate because the message should be going the other way. Bill Giraldi, always a pleasure, uh, my dear friend. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. If you like what you heard, my dear friends, and I suspect from all of your comments that you did, like and subscribe. You know more as we get it. Judge Napolitano for Judging Freedom. It's true that some things change as we get older. 
But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.